Then Rothfire, Imperatrice is making her bid as Fura around the turn at the 150. Led a length and a half. Imperatrice is flying now as Fura at the 50. Imperatrice has got her! And race gone by. Imperatrice by a length as Fura second. Uncommon James third. Then the Inferno. Just fine and Spirit Ridge inside the 200 metres. And a real good stash here. Spirit Ridge showing plenty of fight. Rachel King driving hard on Just Fine. The favourite ahead in front, Just Fine. Spirit Ridge really trying to come back. Just fine. A brave Metropolitan win. Wanted ahead to Spirit Ridge. They gap the rest. Redina getting a gap. Further back to Kovalika working into the clear. Hope in your heart coming down the outside together with Mo Ibram. But Golden Mile has a good lead. Inside the 150. Golden Mile two in front. Redina. Democracy manifest charging home. Golden Mile in front from Redina. Kovalika wide out. Redina. Redina just wanted I'd say from Kovalika. Golden Mile. G'day punters and welcome back to a Racing Previews review podcast. We are looking back on what is the biggest weekend in Australian sport, I want to say. Uh, five group ones, one on Friday night at the Valley and then is it four or is it three now? I think it's three now at Randwick, so four all up. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously the King Charles got moved off that day, goes to Everest Day. Um, as well as the AFL and NRL Grand Final, two brilliant games. Bot, how was your weekend, mate? Good. The AFL Grand Final, anyway, was great for from a neutral neutral perspective. Um, it was a good game, and apparently the NRL Grand Final was pretty good too. I, I don't even know how NRL works, so <laughs> I've been told it was good. AFL was awesome. NRL, um, the Panthers have been dominant all year. But the Broncos got the jump on them. They were down by about 14 points, I want to say. And they ended up coming back. One of the biggest comebacks in grand final history of all time, I think. They got out to 40, even 50 to 1 in a two-horse race, which is unbelievable. Jeez. Um, so, yeah, lots of happy people with the better specials. 100 to 1, 10 bucks on that. Hopefully that comes through soon. I only managed to nail the NRL one, but uh, well done if you nailed any more. But... We had Metro Racing on Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. Let's start at the Valley first. How did you think the track played? It was obviously firm and fast, but I thought, uh, in terms of fairness, it was actually pretty good. Uh, well, it was a fast two across the whole meeting, um, and when you get a fast ground and a turn, um, the horses that have tactical advantage are advantaged, and... <laughs> You know, it's just how it, how it works. It's, you know, um, and yeah, you saw that across the card. There were, there, there were instances where horses were able to come from off the speed, but um, I think that was talent related and, and I guess race race shape. But, uh, mm-hmm. but most of all, it was fast ground, so advantageous to be on speed. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, we're going to go straight to the black type stuff, straight to the quaddy. Race five was the stut stakes, group two, 1,600 metres for the three-year-olds. And Griff goes back-to-back, ridden by Mark Zara, absolute peach from Barrier 9, um, has come across and controlled this race from Vedad, an eye-catcher, Autumn Angel. I thought its run was actually really, really good, the filly. Um, she, a lot didn't go right for her early, and she sort of missed the start. She went and came home really nicely. Um, and yeah, I think those those are probably the three we only the only three we need to talk about. I will mention just for those who didn't know why Jack Ginnivan was there on Friday night, he was actually there to watch his mate's horse who was in this race, Fist of Fury. So that was the reason why he came. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, um, Griff was a drifter in betting. Um, we sort of half expected that on the preview podcast, anticipating that it would be dragged back to last but it wasn't Mark Zara showed the initiative and in, in, in a 10 horse field with some slow ones that could possibly get in his way at, around Mooney Valley uh, he took the advantage of going forward who would have thought it's a good idea and it won in the race the market expected him to go back from the second widest barrier but he didn't and it's what won him the race for dad was off the map uh I think he will be the best horse in time and and once he goes up in trip again 
Um, I'd, I'd, I'd like to follow him. I think this is Griff's level. Uh, let me just double check. I'm pretty sure he's... No, he's gone to a new level, but um, I'd what is be surprised. That? Is, that mid, is that mid-90s? Um, at that way, phrase just... Yeah, it's, it's 93-ish. So... Yeah. He's not, he's not winning anything, and, and I think this is probably his level. Um, I think he was... The, the market took a set against him. He, he started... Uh, what did he start? 550. Yeah, f- 580 BSP, um, and the market really came for... Uh, Verdad, who was a 10.6% firmer from um, Wednesday afternoon. Um, so, yeah, he's he's the one I'd like to follow. And, and you said Autumn Angel as well. She she was a little bit poor last time, but that was in a, a brutal race, and, and she probably wasn't quite ready for it. She's only a lightly, lightly raced filly, so I think she'll she'll take a... Um, she'll take the benefit from this run and, and you can follow her again and even make a call for something for something weaker he had decent form um as a as an early two-year-old but if he he can find a midweek race um at Sandown or, or even in Sydney over a mile I think he he can he can pick off something because he was relatively strong through the line and so was Invincible Shield there are a couple of these that, that sort of ran on from from the back of the field, but um, yeah, this race hasn't gone amazing. But I think the second horses, second and third horses, anyway, are the ones to follow. Oh, Automangel probably goes to the wakeful from here, and I think she's she'd be competitive in that. Mm. So you reckon second and third? You reckon that they're going to be stepping up and trip straight away? Yeah, I, I'd say so. Maybe the dad, maybe not, but I'd say Automangel goes towards a, a wakeful. From here. Mm. Especially when they've got Molly Nickers in the same colours who and same trainer who's obviously going to the Thousand Guineas. be hard to beat. they probably end up splitting them. Is Molly Different. Nickers not going to the Oaks? Nah, she's she... a Thousand Guineas horse. Okay. I think I think I think they went to the flight. They probably didn't want to go there second up. Um But yeah, I think they're gonna to stick to sixteen hundred metres, come back to the Caulfield. Hmm. Yeah, uh, dad good, Autumn Angel, good. But, yeah, huge. Uh, but it doesn't scream, yeah. Caulfield Guineas, does it? No, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. But uh, if, if if a horse out of this is going to win the Corf- Caulfield Guineas, it's for Dad. Yep. All right. Dad got a cheeky feature there. But uh, <laughs> move on to race six, the Ladbroke Stock Stakes. Group two for the Mares, four-year-old plus. And speaking of... Um, Good performances. Amelia's Jewel has ridden a really, really fast tempo here, only second up from a spell, nine lengths above the all-average benchmark prior to Jenny Went, and Craig knew it, tried to beat her. This was probably the way to beat her, only second up, but Damien Lane has done the exact same as Mark Zara, drawn barrier nine, gone forward, sat second in the run, and she's just proven a little bit too classy in the finish. They've cleared out from... From third, deny knowledge got into third, but um, she didn't have her usual early speed. She wasn't up there in the firing line. She prayed like a nut, but apparently that is normal for her. But yeah, these top two, Private Jenny, I'm guessing, has gone to close to her best, and Amelia's Jewel's done uh, what she's had to, even though it's in track record time. Yeah, the speed figure people, nerds, whatever you want to call them, will lose their mind over this um because it's broken the track record but you can say how quick she's gone and all this the track was racing incredibly fast and she's beaten pride of jenny by three quarters of a length i could be i could be completely wrong but i think i'm I'm, I'm a little bit worried um like for in the context of a cox plate or the races they're setting her for um I think she had the opportunity to... She was given a 10 out of 10 um, by Damien Lane. Uh, and I think if... If if I think... If, if Damien Lane doesn't show intent from the wide barrier and he takes her back to... Um, f- further back than midfield... Gets I think she I think she gets beaten by three lengths and people are posting bubbles popping on Twitter. <laughs> um I, I think uh, the the most worrying thing is she hasn't been able to run a, a big rating. Like on the corner, I half expected her to go and win by three or four lengths, but she couldn't get past Pride of Jenny. 
and you want to be beating Pride of Journey by more than uh, three quarters of a length if you're going to be competitive in a, a Cox plate. So, yeah, I'm a little bit worried about her because she's maintained her rating. So she's pretty much run the same rating of three of her last four starts. Mm. And, well, for, if you mark the sectionals up in the, the clock up, she's, she has run the same rating four of her last four starts. So... I'm. She, she's still improving, and she's only second up, but she'd want to improve, and I'm. I am. I'm not sold. I think people. I think people will get carried away, and she's got a dollar forty Betfair SP. Um, but even a horse like Antino, if if he meets her better at the weights in a Tourac handicap, um, I I might even want to be with Antino if if they're gonna meet there. All right, so let's talk to Turak. They've come out today or yesterday and said, yep, yeah, we're going. We've heard that Tuvalu won't be targeting the race, who would have been the highest rated runner. Amelia's Jewel will be the highest rated runner, and we need a top weight of 58 kilos. So even though there is the two kilo mare's allowance, that won't apply in the Turak, and she'll have to carry 58 kilos. And Tino's probably going to get in with 55 kilos. So under that scenario, you're saying you're interested in, in Antino. Yeah, I'd. I'd back Antina to back her, and I'd expect Amelia's Jewel to start favourite over her. Mm. over him. Sorry, over him. Yeah, uh, I just, I just think, I just think in a different world or scenario, she gets taken back to last and has beaten three lengths, and and everyone's completely off her, mm. and that the bubbles are popping, and <laughs> it's interesting. In fact, she I, wa- she yeah, wants I, to be I, I would have loved, chance. yeah, I, w- I would have loved her to. Spank. be beaten three lengths so oh, she okay. starts like four bucks in a Turak and you can have a proper bet but she's probably going to start like what like 250 yeah, and, and like I just I just don't she had the, the biggest thing she had the opportunity to run the big rating the, the time was fast and it was set up to completely smash Pride of Jenny but she mm. didn't mm. and that, that's what worries me yeah it's interesting I think she can elevate third up and <laughs> I'll probably be with her in a Turak, but it's going to be interesting. She's not going to be handed the race, and I don't know if Simon Miller knows 100% that, that she's going to be copping 58 kilos, so I wonder if that's going to influence where they go as well. There is also the might and power stakes, wait for age, 2,000 metres on the same day, or there is the King Charles up in Sydney, but prayers she stays here in Victoria. We'll see what happens. All right, race seven. This could be the best horse in Australia. The, the Moya Stakes, Group 1, 1,000 metres. Imperatriz was staying at 1,000 metres from the McEwen last start. Uh, last start, she ran 56.68 seconds here. She's broken her own track record, 56.47. In terms of punting form, 14.2 lengths above the all-average benchmark. It only narrowly shaded her speed figure last start of 14.1. Um, she's beaten as Fura, who by ratings would have won the last five Moyers so oh, shattering thanks. for Mitch Aitken and, and Henry and you I don't really care about you but I am <laughs> <laughs> um, Henry's cousin was my old boss and they were all there uh, Mitch got all his family to come like, I feel bad for him but they've just bumped into an absolute freak here in Imperatriz she could be the best horse Tiako has ever produced she's probably the best horse that's been trained from New Zealand since someone. Uh, maybe. I guess so. She's pretty good. She's probably the best sprinting mare since Black Caviar. Hmm. She she maintained her rating, but um, I think she will improve at twelve hundred again. So that's scary. Not by much, but I'd I'd expect her to pr- improve at twelve hundred. Yeah. I, I backed Asfura. I just like, not that I I was expecting Asfura. Not that I'm like obviously if Imperatriz got her way and, and she ran her rating, she was always going to beat Asfura. But at the corner when Asfura kicked two two lengths clear, like the the sectional she had to run the last two hundred meters she had to run to run down Asfura. On a, tra- a track racing that fast over a thousand meters. Asfura wasn't stopping. She ran all over her. It was 
one of the uh, is one of the one of the best things I've ever seen on the on a racetrack. And and I backed the second horse. <laughs> <laughs> She's beaten us for a by a length and a half after like on a on a track racing that fast. It, it was incredible. It's watch. unbelievable. I hope he yeah. stops riding her on the line. Like yeah, it was yeah. I, I think if she she'd win the Everest I think mm-hmm. um, they're not going there They'll, she'll win the Manicado and if she meet, meets I Wish I Win and a couple others maybe Private Eye coming down from the Everest in the Champions Mile it's going to be Champions Sprint uh, Champions Sprint sorry um, it's going to be a very 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 good betting race uh, who else was there uh, Uncommon James was really good he'll improve up in trip and the Inferno, who hasn't been any good for the best part of three years or so, has done something on the clock in the in the last four hundred. Is this just meters, a tease, so. though? Is this just a blood uh, run out the back and run on and like we all back him next start and he does the same? Or I don't know. Mm, well, the section was good enough to have some sort of opinion mm. that he's not near his best, but he's he's going well enough. And if he goes to a a week sort of maybe a group two or something maybe even down the straight then maybe we can follow him but I think uh, it depends what these sorts of horses it depends what races they're in Asura's run a, run a career peak on, on Saturday but this was her race I wouldn't I wouldn't follow Asura so I'm, I'm interested wait do you say that Asura has yeah yeah, a career yeah it's, it's going to be interesting what they do now because they only had two races mapped out for her but she hasn't got the group one and now you just feel like she's going to Sydney for either the Sydney Stakes or the Everest 1200 that's the query oh did they stay for the Mayor's race or in, in um, the Spring Carnival the one they won last year, or, or not, not that exactly that race, but there's a there'd be a mare's race over the spring carnival, or there's the mm. Caulfield Sprint, or no, I reckon I think they're going to Sydney. Right. Okay. Well, I, I don't expect Uncommon James to uh, be set for a Group One. Do you? I don't know where he's. Oh, he'll headed. go to the Manicato. Oh, well, he's not beating Imperatrice. Hmm. Okay. Well. Uh, d- 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 yeah, it d- just depends where these horses go. The Inferno, if he if he turns up in a Group Three at Caulfield or Flemington, then you're having to think about it. But um, if he turns up in the Manicato, you're marking him hundred to one and not even thinking about it. Yeah. So just on Imperatrice, she's now put down four ratings that are, uh, I want to say, one hundred and six plus, which is put you in elite sort of territory. Dan O'Sullivan had a one hundred eight last start when she beat Giga Kick and Rothfire and has gone 106 this time yeah he did put it out today so I'm I'm guessing that's just form related if you put a couple lengths on a horse like Giga Kick even though he wasn't at his best is that the reason for the spike rating last start compared to this start Imperatures Imperatures yeah oh in, from what I'm looking at it's the same rating and Similar, I think yeah. that's right I, I, I don't I don't know that seems weird that it's uh, it's that much higher from last start I don't know um, I'm using different rating and mm. I think that, that uh, Imperatures maintaining the same rating seems about right to me yeah one thing I just want to say a lot of people were probably going is she still going to have that freshness in her legs second up but I kind of said it on the preview. She came into the valley on Tuesday morning and she was like bouncing up and down. OP even said he almost threw her off after the start. So she's still got plenty of freshness in her legs. They've done a fantastic job with that. And she'll go to 1,200 meters now in the Manicato. Um, it looks like she might be a month between runs. I don't reckon they're going to run in the in a race like a Scalacci. They'll probably just trial between runs. Any query with that? Sorry, which horse was this? Imperatrice, she's likely going to have a month off and go into the Manicato four weeks between runs. Oh, yeah, that makes sense, doesn't it? It does. Some people might grey up a little bit four weeks between oh. runs, though. No, no. No, not at all. Yeah. No, that, that, that's, just, that's, that's just perfect. Yeah, freak. All right, let's move on to race eight. The Scarborough Stakes, 
Group three, 1,200 meters for the Phillies. Um, Blake Shin had ridden two races. He had a really nasty sort of tumble at the 200. He got suspended for it, and he's come out here and rode the most fearless race on Coeva Lant, who was held up in traffic. Um, we don't do review shows to trumpet, but 50 to one, get around it on the sixth day. And Full this credit Philly, to you. Thank you very much. This Philly, this Philly was only first up. She's absolutely relished a fast tempo here, seven lengths above to the 600. And if she had got out any earlier, she would have absolutely romped in. Um, she's had to change course a few times, check off heels, go back to the inside. And she's ran down a decent Philly who brought good form, good Mooney Valley form as well in inhibitions. Um, and then Bossy Nick in third. But she looks a smart one, potentially 1,000 guineas if she can stretch out. Yeah, well, that that's a good point because she's by price here and I'd be surprised if 1,200's her limit. So she's probably set for... But, you know, that's, that's, that's actually a good point because the 1,000 guineas has been moved back and it, this seems about the right time for her to kick off to be third up, fourth up in the Caulfield 1,000 guineas. Hmm. So, yeah, she was, she was really strong through the line. I think she... I don't think there's any doubt she's the best horse in this race. Um, it was just... I felt that she was a lightly raced off a long break and off some sort of... Not... Like she beat Lady in Pink, Clavadash and Meg's Magic, so you couldn't really stamp the form. But it's... She put down some nice sectionals and a decent rating there. So, But now you can stamp her as a good horse and, and she'll be even better over further. And she was really running over the top of them late. I think I think it helped that she that they put the they really turned it on, especially through the mid stages yeah. of this race. Um, yeah, she's all shenanigans. Uh, Ulanova, who's been beaten ten lengths, um, obviously overplayed the the bias or supposed bias, I guess, um, and has beaten ten lengths. Been beaten ten lengths. So is Osmar, which is interesting. Um, I thought she was relatively talented, but she's been well beaten and probably had a, a decent run. Mm. I think she had a little bit of traffic itch- issues, but she was still a little bit oh, plain. Did she? I think she was yeah. still a little bit plain. All right, that is it for the Valley. Let's go across to Royal Randwick, where we had another fast track, good four, and a lot was spoken about probably sort of after the fact. I don't think anyone really predicted it, but it was extremely advantageous to be up and in rails and run or up on speed there at Randwick. Track was playing really fast. A um, little bit unfortunate how it's played, but I'm sure they'll get it right in two weeks. Did you watch many Sydney races, Bot, and notice it? Yeah, I watched a couple. There were interesting races with the, the, the two-year-olds and some of the fillies and and the Metrop, which is which is interesting with the just fine who started odds on which was I think that was quite interesting mm. but but the track the track played as a as a a good three pretty much yeah um, maybe a little bit slower out of the shoot but pretty much a good three across the whole meeting yeah alright beautiful let's start at race six the group one flight stake 1600 metres for the three old fillies Tropical Squall has led all the way and given Adam Hieronymus, his second Group 1 ever after returning to the saddle. He once said he never would. So good on your hippo. He gets another Group 1 from Kamochi, who has run second again, turning into a bit of a bridesmaid. Tuta Levita was really good. Um, I thought Molly Nickers was an awesome run. Probably didn't have all the luck in the world. Was only second up, going to going from 1,200 metres to 1,600 metres. I think she's absolutely one of the horses to take out of the race. And Tis Invincible probably didn't have all the luck in the world. They've gone fast here, eight lengths above the all-average benchmark to the 1,600 metres. And she has been cast off the track three wide from barrier 12. So she's worth forgiving. I'd say she'd be going to the spelling paddock now. This is why Gay and Adrian uh, are the best trainers in Australia at the moment. Um, they, they knew that she wasn't going to beat them in a sit and sprint and they turned it on. And she ran them off their feet. She outstayed them. And she's going to be extremely hard to beat in an Oaks. 
even if she's not a, a, I guess a true stayer, she's, she probably doesn't have to be, you know, like the, so the Oaks, the Oaks fillies aren't always stayers. Hmm. And she's been able to win a 600 meter group one and will stay further. So and she she's won 2000. She she's by, by a derby prized winner. icon. Yeah, yeah she's correct. by a derby winner. Um, even prized icon is probably best trip was 2000, but you know, like they're going <laughs> to Australian staying three year old races that they're, they're normally not overly strongly run. So if she uh, is, the <laughs> It's like it's like. Do you remember when Yankee Rose was beaten in the Oaks? Yeah. Um, coming off running third behind Winks in a Cox Plate, mm. probably one of the best credentialed Oaks, pr- probably the best credentialed Oaks uh, filly of all time. Um, probably other than Samantha Miss, and was smashed because they. I don't know how far exactly, but she gave the leader. Who was that? Uh, the Abdullah horse. Um, what's it It'll called? It'll come to me in a sec. Um, had a weird name. Anyway, uh, you know the one I'm talking about. The one that was the Squirty Spirit. That's the one. Yeah, that's it. The Squirty Spirit. Uh, they didn't go overly that overly fast in that race, and and she gave the leader 15 lengths, maybe more, 20 lengths, probably. You can't do that, but this horse will be forward, and you don't have to worry about that. So, um, yeah, the thing that gets like the short priced and best credentialed horses in Oaks and Derbies is that they, they like to drop them out and we'll, we'll just sit off them and round them up but it doesn't it doesn't work like that so at least she will be on speed and, and um, she's definitely the Oaks favourite at this point in stage point mm. of state yeah. but she's way too short <laughs> what, what, what price is she? I think she? she's been smashed into 450 yeah but like that's obviously ridiculous but yeah like she's 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 number one seed yeah deserving a top seed um what do you make of some of the others molly nick is tuta la vida do you think tuta la vida is possibly a staying philly autumn uh yeah Um, i don't think these i I doubt they want much further but molly nickers was really good she 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 will probably i kind of think she wants two thousand Maybe mm. maybe they go to the flight stakes with there. I, I highly, I'm mean not the flight, sorry, the um the spring champion. I highly doubt doubt it, but um I think she'd be competitive in a race like that. I don't know mm. exactly what's going there, but um she's she's a good filly. Um, but yeah, this race is hasn't gone amazing. It's it's pretty much just um. It, it's pretty much rated up to Tropical Squall is rated up to what Tis Invincible did in, in the T-Rose but it's just over further um, yeah. but if the biggest thing for Tropical Rose is if she if she Squall. can hold whatever her name is you know who I'm talking about um, if, if she can hold her rating or even go better over further the Phillies are not like if she if she can win over a mile and she's probably going to be over further better of a further then they're going to have a really really strong time beating a hard time beating her because they, they, they're they all racing each other and I can't think off the top of my head of a filly that's you know competitive mm. with her yeah no I I agree and um, Tim Clark is coming back as well soon so there's every chance that he might try and snipe that ride off Hippo is he not back yet uh, no I don't believe oh, so I thought he was uh, but yeah, the, the ride was perfect, and the tactics were executed perfectly. And, and um, this is this is what like they need to do. If you have a staying horse oh, no, running over is, shorter distances, back. back. My, yeah, that's what bad. I thought. My bad. Um, if you have a staying horse over these shorter distances, make it a test. So the other horses in behind, like, don't just put them out the back because mm. it, it it works both ways. Because you you get them fitter, and you also increase your chances of winning in, instead of trying to out sprint horses that are faster than you it just doesn't doesn't work anyway yeah, that is the gay waterhouse and adrian bot blueprint let's move on That's to race so good it was the premier stakes group two 1200 meters it's the last lead up before the everest 
and think about it has been too good only narrowly too good but uh they've gone really slow here he's produced a, a nice turn of foot only first up from a spell um and he's been good enough to to get the job done he didn't have to go around a runner so he did get the absolute pr uh shot a, shot up a, along the fence and he's just held out hawaii 5-0 who has improved immensely second up i want to say Nashrawilla couldn't quite lift it over the line, but he's done enough to get it into the Everest, and James McDonald will ride. So, um, again, Gay Wardhouse and Adrian Bott, they've got a, a horse in the Everest, but think about it, was just a little bit too good. What are we saying? $1.85 SP, he's into favourite for the Everest. Bizarre? Uh, yeah, he should be favourite. The, the first thing I'll say is the first two horses here would have won the Epsom by about five lengths and they should have been there but um that's what the Everest has done um you think they're better 1400 meter 1600 meter horses yeah yeah think about it in time think about it will be a he'll be a mile off and and Hawaii 5 is a probably 1400 meter horse yeah but he'd, he'd stretch to a mile I, th- I think he, he's going well but he's at at this at this distance, I think he's leveled out. Um, maybe that's tough because he's pretty much gone just as good as he ever has. First up, he did have the PR. He had the perfect run up the inside. Um, but he's he 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 he'd need to improve hmm. to to beat. If I wish I win turns up and runs to his TJ rating, he will. He he just he just beats. Think about it. If he if he can't improve off mm. this, he's only first up, but he he needs to improve. And the way Hawaii Five O was getting to him, uh, it just yeah he, he shouldn't be favourite. Yeah, it's a bit icky. I I guess I guess maybe he's favourite because he's so consistent and he's gonna run that rating, and and. I wish I win is not not that I wish I win is not consistent because he he's good and he's he's consistent enough but he's done the rating once but it, it was fast and it was real so if he turns up and runs the rating at the track and trip that he did it last time and he's got one of the best trainers in Australia to execute that then I wish I win is just a lot better than what think about it is and uh, at this point in time he's not even the best horse in his stable but his favorite mm. he's, yeah, he's probably a lot shorter. the horse you speak of yeah and bella nipotina's run her rating <laughs> she's so honest but she just keeps she, bumping yeah. into better horses yeah she yeah that's exactly right she, if she goes to a group two on caulfield um cup day or something like that she'll win with doing cartwheels it's going to be so interesting where they go because you've got the Scalacci at Caulfield in two weeks you've got the Manicato in a month or you've got a Sydney Stakes Group 2 worth a lot of money for her if she stays in Sydney like well she's won her Group 1 so that's the main thing hmm. um, uh, ap- uh, sorry alcohol free is improved which she'd, she'd need to something um, I, I hope she doesn't go to the Everest because I think in Australia she's better suited to 1400 meters and a mile I agree and you see that in the sectionals and I think if she turns up to Flemington in the Empire Rose um, she's she'd just about win it she'd like if she would win it I think if she if she ran obviously she ran to her form I think I think she's improving and the sectionals say she can get to her not exactly to her best, but somewhere near it, um, over sixteen hundred meters. And she's a winner at sixteen hundred meters. She won a Sussex Stakes, I think. Mm. I I think she did, from my memory. Um, uh, and and Zapateo, she she sort of fits in. She ran the same rate as she did last time. She sort of fits in well. Three lengths behind genuine Everest horses and it's unfortunate to see Lost and Running go so badly gone yeah he's officially gone gone. yeah anyway let's move on Uh, we go to race 8 it was the Tab Epsom 1600 metre group 1 
handicap, obviously, and Redina has carried 50 kilos here. Got the job done with Kathy O'Hara aboard. Kovalika, oh, sickening watch for backers, has just been beaten. Golden Mile had the dream run up on speed, slow tempo. He's been good, but not quite good enough. It was another Blake Shin masterclass after his masterclass on the Friday night. And there was a few more hard luck stories. Democracy Manifest was held up, held up from barrier one. Sick watch. Um, would have gone close to winning if he got out. And I thought the inevitable, even though he was beaten two and a half, was given a bit of a sore back and was also very unlucky, finishing all over the top of them, ran the third fastest last 200 metres of the entire meeting where the best splits of the day were obviously in the premier sprinters going slow tempo. So I thought he was huge as well. Well, the inevitable gave the leader seven lengths at the 200 metres, which you can't do. Um, uh, he, he, I think, could the inevitable go to the Torak? All right, we'll give you this one for free, punters. Yes, the inevitable is going to the Turak. We believe no way. He's not going to the King Charles, and he's $26, and we've backed it all in on the sixth day. So if you're listening to this review podcast, you can go get it for free. Take the $26 bot, um, because he's going to be starting a lot shorter than that. Right, well, may- well maybe I'll back the inevitable to beat Amelia's um, job. Yeah. Um yeah, he he this uh, was a awful ride. Um they need to kick him off. <laughs> no offense to I don't know who was he Perez, he's a Tasmanian jockey, but David Perez, yeah. Yeah. Um, it's unfortunate, but he's it was a very 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 bad ride. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Uh Redina was right place right time. I think Can I just say about Redina? Is this not a Wednesday horse? Like who? The- this is the horse that beat me with Yellow Brick that day. Oh, is it at Eagle Farm when I had a big four-figure bet on Yellow Brick, and I thought I am a genius. I've got a dollar eighty about this dollar forty shot. Ben Thompson has slaughtered it, and it's only just been beaten by Redina. And Redina has come out this prep and just gone bang bang. Yellow Brick's come out. He's lost first up. So maybe I was wrong after all. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well. Uh- Kovalika should be winning the Cox Plate. It's gone. It's gone like <laughs> enormous. What? Um, I mean, not Cox Plate. Sorry, Caulfield uh, Cup. Caulfield Cup. I mean, yeah. Um. Uh, I'd love to bag Chris Weller, but this is his race. He gets it right, even though he gets it wrong with Kovalika because he should be running in the Caulfield Cup. And the ride on Golden Mile was a thing of beauty. It doesn't get any better. Um, just didn't stay the mile in um, go figure yeah just uh, uh, yeah yeah yeah. Barbie's Fox running fourth and an Epsom is something I never thought I'd see Um, my Oberon which we half thought would happen was uh, just stupid tactics yeah I, I guess there's I mean I I I get it, but I don't like. It's it's been on pace all day. You may as well just give your your horse some sort of chance. Mm. Like I, I, obviously, I know why they're doing it, but you're just not going to win. And this is the grand final, is it not? So just if it if it ends up going poorly, just who gives a shit. The horse is going out for a spell anyway. Just have a crack. I don't know. Do you, do you, do you reckon he gets two thousand or not? Um. Didn't he? Didn't he? Run well in the two thousand. Oh, that was a mile, wasn't it? No, First gold in sixty. No, he's he, ran in the Prince of Wales and he got beat, like well beaten. But obviously, Prince of Wales is a world. I don't class. think he's he's never gone past eighteen hundred meters in his nah, career. Fourth in a Prince of Wales. Oh, but that okay. was a while ago. Well, that's not bad for him. Um, yeah. uh, he probably gets it without wanting it. Yeah, he's he's strong late here, but this wasn't strongly run. Um. The ride on Nugget was good, showing intent because he was wide and you may as well give your horse a chance. And yeah, I mean, Radina's won a Group 1. Will he ever win a Group 1 again? Probably not. Waller's trained the three of the first five across the line. The Epsom is just his race. Oh, I know. It sickens me because (laughs) I keep saying he's no good, but he, he does this, but... You know, he he gets he gets he gets the right horses and he, he doesn't 
sometimes he doesn't utilize them properly and he could I don't know he has that many horses I guess he doesn't really care but if this was a racing and sports podcast that would be the uh, their caption Chris Waller no good <laughs> quote bot <laughs> yeah well he's he's all he's, he's, he's a good trainer but I just I like to not bet on his horses despise him I, I wouldn't say that but whatever alright let's move on to race 9 the Metrop 2400 meter group 1 just fine has carried 50 kilos got the I want to say the dream run just in behind Spirit Ridge who completely has led at a really fast tempo obviously punting form figures potentially out a little bit because it's 2400 meter Ramwick and you don't get too many races of this class so they've gone 15.2 fast I don't know if that, that sounds a little bit wrong bot. You might be able to tell us in a second, but they've cleared out from Calipore, who was four and a half lengths away in in third. Um, these first two, they were just the weights horses, rock hard fit on top of the speed, and they run the Quinella. Yeah, they've gone about eight lengths quick, quick to the 800, which sounds about right for the class. Um, and I think just fine outstayed some pretty decent benchmark 90 horses <laughs> in a group you thought one. of a, a nice way to say that well done yeah um, they this is not a group one and everyone knows it and he's won by 0.2 of a length beating Spirit Ridge and this is it for for just fine I think mm-hmm. I, I there's, about a, like, there's about a thousand owners in this horse so don't piss yeah, me off that, too much there's probably a couple listening to be honest so no no he this this is I I kind of think he didn't uh, I think he got 2400 meters without loving it I think he's mm. probably better at 2000 meters and he'll he, he's a probably he's a good he's a good good group three 2000 meter horse and he, he'll probably steal a couple 2400 meter group races because he races on speed and is trained by the best trainers in Australia. Yeah. But he had he had every favour you could humanly think of and beat Spirit Ridge by point two of a length. He's not like if if he comes out and wins a Caulfield Cup, I'd be surprised. But he's he's gotta be somewhere in yep. the market. Like he's probably twenty to one. That probably sound no, I think I think I think. Well, in my opinion, he'd probably be a twenty to one chance, but but obviously he'd, he'd, much he's yeah, he'd probably be eight dollars in a Caulfield yeah. Cup. But no, it's great. It's a great. It's great for racing because it gets so many, so many people wanting going to the races to watch their horse, which they own. Like, does anyone actually give a shit about money? Because in like, if you're owning a horse, it's like you can it's just, you own twice. a horse. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> it's different it's if you own it like a, a top one and you got a decent chunk of it. But yeah, yeah. For yeah, those well, who don't know, this is the My Racehorse Syndicate um, micro shares. You own a toenail, whatever point zero five percent point, you know point oh five percent, and you might get. They might have only got fifty dollars or a hundred dollars out of winning in Group One here, but they pay next to nothing in ownership fees. And they all come to the valley on a Friday night, and they expect to get a free feed and free drinks and all the rest of it. So <laughs> it's pretty good. <laughs> That's for you to worry about, not me. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> all right. Um, I think that's it. I, I just want to Ooh, touch on. Can we? Are you going to say Airman? Yes. Because <laughs> yeah. this was only a benchmark ninety-four in name, but I, I do think this is a group horse. He was one of the horses that did defy it. Defy the bias. I know he only had 53 kilos, so it might not rate up that high on the weight for age scale, but he's produced a monster finale here. Off a slow tempo, he's run his last 600 metres, 10 lengths above the all-average benchmark, and he's done it with an absolute leg in the air. I think he's a very, very nice horse, and I would be keen to to possibly see him at 1,400 metres. He's uh, five wins from seven starts. Um, And yeah, unlucky last start at Rose Hill, made amends here at Randwick over the 1,200. Uh, yeah, this is a group horse. I can't. If he comes to Caulfield for a group race, Scalacci or something. Mm, yeah, Caulfield Sprint, something like that. No, um, not a thousand. 
Oh, well, I don't know the distances off my top yeah. of my head, but um, he's yeah, he's a good horse, and he, he's a he's a group horse, to put it simply. He's he, he's probably had a couple of issues. He's had his. I remember I remember him winning at the Kenzo, uh, as a two year old, and everyone sort of said this horse is winning the Caulfield Guineas. It's just about over. Coolmore, whatever you want, mm. and that was some win visually. Yeah, um, and he sort of went off the scene for like what, like two hundred days or something, and and he's he's raced. He's only he's had four preparations from like seven how many starts seven starts or something yep um yeah so he's probably had a couple of issues but if they've got him right and the, the, the sectionals are really strong um he, he just he just seems like a good horse yeah absolutely just just the way just like I was watching it I'm not an eyes person but the way <laughs> he just did it he just he just you can just he's a good horse yeah you can just tell you don't need to look at numbers and to the sectionals the sectionals back it up too yeah all right, that is it for Saturday. We move on to Sunday. Sandown, uh, we were playing on the hillside circuit, rail out six metres. Any thoughts on how the track played there? It was another firm and fast one. Uh, hold on. Um, yeah, I, I thought it played a bit on pace at Sandown. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll just get the track up. Sorry. So, just to fill in some time here, this was... Where the Underwood used to sit, punters. Um, obviously, the Sunday after the grand final for a long time here at Sandown, but they brought it forward a week, put it on the Saturday card at Caulfield, and now it was just the Sandown Stakes, pretty much as, as the main feature race, only black type race. There was a good handicap and some other good races as, as well, but yeah, the, the only feature was the Sandown Stakes, which we'll get to in a second. Yeah, it's probably a good three across the whole day, which is probably not surprising. Um, what races do you want to talk about? Probably just race six. Sandown Stakes, 1,500 metre, group three. Antino is the second favourite for the Turak. Uh, obviously, Tony Golan horse, who has won nine races from 11 starts. He had to carry the penalty here, 58 kilos. He gave the leader here to shock, two and a half kilo weight advantage. Um, here to shock has been ridden beautifully by Daniel Stackhouse in front. But he, uh, Antino has knuckled down and did what he had to. 8.8 lengths above the all-average benchmark this race has rated, um, and it's a good pipe opener for him stepping up to handicap group on level at the mile next start. Uh, yeah, I, I haven't got... I don't think this data's completely finalised, but um, just looking at it, I think he's gone very well, um, just as well as Amelia's Jewel, and you're probably going to get a pr- better price for him versus her I think I think he in time will be a 2000 meter horse and if he keeps improving um, like maybe he can run in a Cox plate next year maybe even this year I'm not sure um, what's the um, the the tour act is a week before the Cox plate isn't it two weeks this year two weeks well, I, can, I think it's always he, two he, weeks he, yeah it's always two is weeks he, is he nominated or for the Turak? I mean, for the Cox for the Cox Plate. Plate. I think he still is, is nominated he? for the Cox Plate. Yeah, but, I think um, I think if he he if he wins the Turak, he can probably go to the Cox Plate. I guess because mm-hmm. this is I think he's he's better over two thousand in time. I, I I'd imagine. And he's a five year old. Really... He's a five year old as well, so he's not uh, eligible for the Golden Eagle, which is four year old only. Oh, they'll go to the Five Diamonds, and he'll mm, yeah, smash the absolute. Because that, that's 1,800 metres, 1,800, yeah, correct. Yeah, that, there was a big mid-race squeeze because it was a, like, rides do not get as good as the ride Daniel Stackhouse gave here to shock um, to just get away from um, Antenna at the, the 600 metres. Um, just put it, put an extra sort of length and a half on him from the 800 to the 600 and then, and then Antino had to really squeezed to get him so I think I think the sectionals horse here is Antino even though he's not he's not like running like the sectionals don't scream like I'm gonna go massive here but the 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 mid-race squeeze I think was significant Hmm. and um 
the ride, yeah. If if you if you backed here to shock, I think you've been given, and, and there were people that get backed here to shock because he started, um, four twenty BSP and he he stayed every everything else. Those two started, cleared out completely. Yeah, Gold, Golden Path. When we did the preview podcast, he he opened he opened four forty. He started fifteen dollars fifty BSP. Oof. Like it was just a complete. And they were right. Two horse go. Yeah, they're com- completely right. Um, and yeah, I, I think I think the sectionals say Antino will improve with the run, and I think he probably wants further in time. Um, yeah, both here to shock. Like if he gets in with the to a Torak, even with like fifty, fifty two, fifty three, mm. he's he's got to be in it too. Mm, yeah, I'd have to look at his ratings and see if he would get into a race like that. I'm not, I'm not 100% sure. Um, probably the only other race worth touching on is Ain't No Deal Done. He's now stripped two wins together. 1,800-meter handicap this was. Uh, forgot you swung into the race like he was just going to absolutely trounce them. But Ain't No Deal Done got off heels, and Sleeves Egan has gone bang. Um, this horse is absolutely flying, and he's he always promised a lot. I remember him winning on Melbourne Cup Day one year and it's a lot of people's best bets over 1,800 metres. He's won again over 1,800 metres here. And mm. what's his race? Something. There's there's probably a... Country Cups? Uh, they'd, I'd imagine they'd want to aim up a bit higher than that. Mm. Um, there's probably a Group 3 race for him over the Carnival, um, Caulfield... Maybe, I'm yep. sure. I'm sure there's a two thousand meter group three race. Kunji, because yeah, well that that's that's a good point. Um, that honestly, that that's that's probably a perfect race for him. He might find maybe one or two better, but um, I think yeah, he he's probably sub eight dollars in a race like that. And forgot you's gone. Well, forgot you has gone just as well as he's ever gone. He's pretty much run to his Caulfield Guineas rating. Mm. Um, and the horse I backed, who I was really keen on, Aberfeldy Boy, has gone really poorly. I don't know. if Maybe there's something in the stewards report, but um, he was particularly bad. Yeah. So that's disappointing for me. <laughs> a, week, a weekend to forget, mate. That's right. We, we all. Oh have yeah. We all have them. There was oh, the amount of seconds I had on the weekend was just sickening. Yeah. Um, quick shout out to Adrian and Tysk as I know they'll uh, they'll kill me if I don't mention it. Hedged was unbelievable. Won a thousand meter race by what are you four lengths? Um, um, and then Ryanberg was also very good, getting his big buff head as uh, I think Ben Ascari or was it maybe JT mentioned on the coverage. He's got his head down and won again. Four in a row. What a preparation. He just keeps getting the job done narrowly, but albeit winners win. Yeah, Hedge has gone really well. He probably beat not too much, but um, I guess that offers from Hong Kong would be calling. Um, yeah, he's belted them. What do we so. do? Do we, do we take the money? <laughs> I don't want to speak on their behalf but personally yes I would <laughs> yep yeah uh, and Reinberg yeah like we said it on the review after he won at Caulfield um, even though he's he keeps on winning he's probably um, I, he hasn't he, he's not going anywhere this this is his only second preparation, I think. Mm. So he can probably improve again, but not not. Uh, I I I was of the opinion that he was a group horse or a listed horse. Mm. Not so much anymore. But yeah. that's fine. He 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 can still win races. Well, he just keeps doing everything right. He jumped from yeah. barrier nine, put himself up on the speed. Another nice ride by Mickey D. Well, that's what you have to do. And, yeah, he just keeps getting the job done. Um, 1,400 metres is probably his limit. I don't know if he'd run a strong mile, but Hayes' placement is just so good. Yeah, they they, they have done a very good job with Reinberg. Yeah. 
right, I think that is pretty much it. I just want to touch on two races in Hong Kong, um, two that we tipped into. Super Sunny Singh was a really good winner. He was only second up with 60 kilos, and he's had to. This was race seven, um, class two event. Um, he has been dragged back in the field to find cover, and he's done a stack of work to get into the race, and he's probably just peaked on his run late, but I thought it was still a really, really good performance. He is a group class animal every day of the week, and I'm keen to see him tackle some better races and better horses. And then Stoltz, this horse is just a dead set 1,000 meter horse, um, given an all-time steer by Zach Purton just in behind the, the speed. He's beaten Adios, who's a really, really good benchmark for sprinters here in Hong Kong. He, of course, ran third behind Victor the winner and Lucky Swainess last start. But that was um, over 1,200 metres. So he's dropping back to the 1,000. He's run a good race again. But Stoltz, he's 1,000 metres only. You can find him in these sort of lower group class affairs. But if he wants to get some better races on his CV, then he's going to have to go around the bend to 1,200 metres and will be hard against him. And he might have a, a solid SP that takes up too much market percentage given he started $1.90 there. So that's my two cents worth in Hong Kong. But I think we've only got three or four questions and then we'll wrap things up nice and swiftly. All right, let me get this question box up. All right, the first one was from Ryan Lowe. Thoughts on the Zach Lloyd slaughters from the weekend? Any chances of Altivo getting any luck? Um, I went back and watched I, some of these. I don't think it was that bad. I watched it live. Correct. It State of America drew barrier two in race one, and he was really unlucky. Um, I'm not sure if there's anything he could have done about that one. Altivo was also a little bit held up, but then he got out, and I... I thought he was out in enough time to do something or to do a little bit more, even though he had a checkered passage. Well, I thought I thought he. I watched the race and and he. I thought the ride was really really good because he there was no pace on and and he if he went he back went to forward, last exactly yeah if he went back to last he would have beaten beaten three lengths and you wouldn't and everyone would have said I guess follow him next time but he's sort of he, he he's been put in the one he was in the one one wasn't he pretty much yeah yeah and he was sandwiched um, at the top of the straight like he couldn't get out but once he got out yeah. i would say he was still a little bit disappointing yeah well, he, he, he's come home really strongly so he, he's been mm. a bit unlucky but he wasn't he wasn't probably winning and um i thought he he he, he would have been beaten further if uh, zach lloyd didn't show the initiative from an outside barrier yeah. And the other one is Tiz Invincible, who he also showed initiative from Barrier 12 to go forward. And she's probably just been, she might have been a little bit over the top, but she's sat wide on a fast tempo from a wide barrier. And yeah. he's tried and she, to be positive. She, 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 she doesn't want a mile. So she, I think if she gets a spot in, like, with, with cover. Oh, it hurts you saying it, doesn't it? <laughs> if, if if she gets a spot with cover she probably it makes no difference I think she probably may, maybe just with um, maybe she saves a couple metres and, and she and she finishes a little length maybe half a length closer but I thought the, the way the race was run I, I don't think she wants a mile and at all she's and I am invincible um, and like like she drew wide if, if he went back she was no chance so, um, I guess, I guess it's easier to to see horses or jockeys that are wide, and say that you know, like it's it's been given none. But like if 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 they go back, it's effectively the the exact same result because they're not winning if they if they settle ten lengths last. Yeah, yeah, and especially on it on it, like. I think I think that it's great that he showed the initiative because he he knew it was it was a fast track and and you had to be up there to be winning. It was an on on pace day, so like you'd rather you'd rather be forward than um, be ten lengths last. Like at least you're giving you might be wide, but at least you 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 have the opportunity. If if your horse is good enough, it's gonna win. Like the the sectional you'd have to run to be ten lengths last in a in a slowly to evenly run race. 
like you pretty much have to be imperatrous. Like, yeah, it's it's, she, a, com- she, it's a common misconception with punters that horse draws wide, they go forward, they get caught three wide no cover, peak on their run, or don't quite run it out strong. A lot of punters would rather just see them be dragged back to last and finish off strong, but you give your horse no chance anyway doing that. Yeah, Basically I, I think. But like, the reason I think Imperatrice's run was like so amazing was they don't they don't the sectional she had to run the last two hundred meters to to run over the top the last two hundred meters on a on a track racing that fast is and and Asfura wasn't stopping so uh, like you, you have to be very 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 good to to do that mm. and horses racing in race three at Randwick are often not that good. It was race six, but anyway. You know what I mean. <laughs> CRW Betting. Uh, go check out his page. I'm actually in a bit of a tipping competition, $50 a week. You've got to choose one best bet, uh, better than $2, and one value bet, better than $6 every week. And I think I'm coming third in the comp, so get around his page. He's got two questions. The first of those is, what's up with Skirt the Law? Has she just got a case of NFG? <laughs> yeah. She's, um, yeah. I think she she won a Magic Millions and that's about it. She, mm. she hasn't improved too much and just not much good. The Magic Millions two-year-old form is absolutely pox. Um, the th- the thing that is holding holding her up right now is the fact that she was unlucky first up behind Charmstone. Yeah, but, yeah. But uh, Charmstone's not even that good either. Oh, she was pretty good in the Golden Rose the other day. Yeah, yeah, yeah but still. Um, yeah, she's been but she, awful. She probably went two. too quick too. She 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 was up there and like the horses that are were on pace. Mm, um, yeah, I guess so. Were beaten, capitulated. Uh, his next question is: Who's your picks for the Everest? I think we're saying I wish I win on top. I'm also giving a chance to in Private secret. Eye and Buenos Noches. What about in secret? She's thereabouts. I just I just don't really see her winning in Everest. Why not? She belted Private Eye and I wish I win in the new market. At handicap level, down the straight. Oh, and she what does had, that mean? And she had, um, you know, she just had the most charm run, fast tempo. She enjoyed that. Yeah. I don't know. She's, she's good. She's very good. She's, well, isn't she like 15 bucks for Yeah, she's probably something? over the odds. She's probably over the odds, peaking third up. But I don't know. I've just got the others in front of her. Are you? I wish I win clear on top, though. Uh, I guess so. Dale Hooper has also commented on it. Overpass to lead the whole way. <laughs> one thing overpass will lead the whole way in is a thousand meter trial tomorrow. It's one of the best trials you've ever seen, and if there was betting for it, he'd be odds on. <laughs> He'll win the yeah. trial, but we can't bet on it, unfortunately. And then Fly Twenty Seven says, if you could have one futures bet for the rest of the spring. What would it be and why? Like, like ha- have a ticket? Or, have a ticket. Or... You've got to have a bet, so it's oh. it's got to be something in it. No, like like already already have the ticket. Oh, I think they want like, a tip. As of right now. I think they want a tip. Oh. They don't want something that we've already taken the price on, Bot. Well, that one you were talking about before. The inevitable. inevitable in the Turak. Inevitable in the Turak. If you can go and get 26 bucks still... Get around it. Um, I think that's probably it. Uh, I, I'm really keen on without a fight in a Caulfield Cup as well. So if there's, I don't know, he's probably not backable right now, but if you get eight bucks, I reckon you'll start a little bit shorter than that myself. All right, I think that's it. Oh, one thing I just wanted to touch on, I've written down here. Did you see any of Romantic Warrior's vision? there on Sunday at Flemington. Any thoughts going into this week? Favourite for the Turnbull? Um, I didn't, but he's very fast racehorse <laughs> and <laughs> he, he's going to start favourite, but it's coming, it's Hong Kong especially because it's, it's a very different place and they horses coming back from Hong Kong they often need time because, well, it's just so different being like being in Hong Kong to a 
paddock in Australia. So Werribee. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cold's Werribee. Um, so it could go sideways, but at least as punters, we have um, an opportunity to get a gauge on how he's travelling towards mm. a cox plate. So he's probably he's probably not bettable, I guess first up. But uh, you're on at the good odds, aren't you? Two dollars so. eighty. Is that, is that oh, okay? No, we backed him at eight dollars on a cox plate. Oh, not, that's not right. Not the Turnbull. Um, Got a few multis with him last leg, but yeah. Um, yeah, he's he's his favourite. Yeah. And West Wind blows is going there as well, I think. So he's interesting for a Caulfield Cup perspective. Yeah. The one thing I took out of his little go around at Flemington the other morning was just his walk. The action of his walk is like it's huge. Like he's like bouncing his back legs. Like it's just this enormous stride sort of walk like I'm not a yard expert but it just you watch him parade this Saturday and tell me it doesn't look different to the other horses in the race just something to notice I'll have a look yep alright let's sign off there um, really good weekend last weekend and we go into Turnbull week at Flemington what do they call it moving day it's been moving day for the last five weeks everyone yep. says that well it hasn't moved. So hopefully the horses are running fast because they want to be heading into the three big majors. Good luck this week. Uh, and we'll see you back here on Thursday night for the preview podcast. Cheers.